Hey, everybody. I ain't lying. I'm listening to Gawky and the Gators playing the down-home blue. So, welcome back to Gawky and the Gator. Although you've only got the Gator today, I'm afraid. And um, I'm going to do my best to, to give you something to listen to that's worthwhile. Other than the amazing music I've picked, if I don't mind saying. Today's show is going to be about um, blues harmonica. Um, because I think that it's a, a staple um, figure in the, in the blues scene. And um, it's got quite a rich history, actually. I've just been reading about it. And uh, it actually stems from a, a bamboo instrument um, in China. But, uh, I mean... It was it was originally called the Sheng in the in the eleven hundred BC, you know, and it was just a bundle of bamboo tubes attached to a covering pipe, you know, and it contained like a free reed and a, a just a wee strip of flexible metal, you know. So it's it's quite similar to to what we um would think of a harmonica as, even though um the talking machine, which was uh, built in seventeen eighty by a, a Dutch guy, I forget his name, I do believe it's something crazy, um, Christian Gottlieb uh, Christenstein, and uh, and he he made this like a uh, machine that was uh, built to almost simulate the way a voice works, but this thing was the size of an upright piano, can you imagine trying to carry that a bit, you know, and try to blow that, I mean that just wouldn't happen. So it's it's going to be really really interesting to hear some of the music. Everybody thinks that um, people like Little Walter actually was the first guy to um, uh, to amplify a harmonica, but it was actually a guy called Snooky Pryor. So there you go. So there's going to be quite a fair bit of music on this um, because I was going through like all, all the stuff you know that's important to this kind of subject, and there's just so much of it. So. Um, I've got a, a wee sneaky prayer tune up next for you, so enjoy this. Nine 
Awesome Snooky player for you. I love Snooky player. Like he was the coolest guy. Like he was the coolest guy. He actually started um, playing electrified harmonica on Maxwell Street, and he bought like an old PA and just uh, used a, a standard microphone to amplify it. Like long before um, Little Walter, which is pretty cool. Because, I mean, to be fair, until I found that out, I too thought it was uh, a little water. So, you know, I think we've all made that mistake. But um, this show is going to be a bit special because I actually managed to catch up with a guy called Charlie Musselwhite, who um, you'll have heard for, uh, for the opening track with Crystal Redemptor. But he's got an amazing new album out called uh, Mississippi Sun. And... Uh, oh my god, honestly, such a lovely guy. So I've got a wee bit of the chat that we had as well um, up. And, uh, you know, it was some of the stuff off his new album, some of his friends' music, because he was friendly with, like, everybody. Everybody who's anybody in this genre of music. He's either played with or knows two seconds to get the cat. Sorry, cat's been a nightmare. Wouldn't it be my cat if it wasn't a nightmare right now? So... Um, and there's actually a cool story about him and uh, Big Walter Horton. So up next, I'm going to put on a wee uh, song by Big Walter. And it's amazing. It actually features Carrie Bell as well.
amazing. So you had a little water and a big water. So there you go. If you didn't know that already, he's actually he's oh, what a tone, what a tone. So I was speaking to Charlie Musselwhite. Now, if if you're not familiar about who he is, he um he was actually born in Mississippi and, and moved when he was uh, younger, but um he's a very very famous like uh, band leader as well as just a harmonica player. And he, he made a massive name for himself alongside Mike Bloomfield and Paul Butterfield. You know, um, I mean, that's, that alone is cool as anything. Uh, he was in the Blues Brothers, in fact, I think he was in both films. And he actually uh, he actually played uh, in the Louisiana Gator Boys on a newer, on a newer Blues Brothers film. He was uh, alongside B.B. King, Bo Diddley, Eric Clapton and all these other guys. Um, but he's a lovely guy, and I actually um, was lucky enough to to catch up with him for a wee while, and uh, we we're just talking about like, you know, just stuff really to be honest. But um, I'm going to let you hear one story that kind of moved me. Um, this is a really really cool story, so check this out. Um, well, Scotland's a very soulful country. Yeah, it is. It is, and although it played a, a horrible part in the blues. It also play it had its own kind of blues as well going on, you know. Yeah, you know. So, um, so listen, I've I've been listening to this new album of yours, um, Mississippi Sun. Yeah, it's incredible. It's like a, it's like a blast from the past, you know. You know, it's like blues written like the old way. Well, it's my favorite kind of blues to me. The the uh... Country blues or down home blues is is has so many more subtleties. It doesn't have to beat you over the head with it. It's it's uh, deeper. Yeah, yeah. Johnny more substance. Johnny Hooker can approve that. Eh, that whole doom 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 doom. Yeah, it was just so <laughs> simple but so infectious. Yeah, you know. here's the real deal from the from the Delta. Absolutely. So I've I've been reading a couple of stories um about you. Uh, one which I didn't know actually. One about um when when that woman was trapped in the well. It was a baby. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, the baby was trapped in the well with a broken arm, and that's how you stopped drinking. Well, I, I was so I was on my way to work. I was driving, and. Uh, it, uh, I was listening to the news on the radio when our, they were telling about this little baby girl in the bottom of this well, and uh, they had lowered a microphone down to her, and they could talk to her, and she was down there in the dark singing nursery rhymes to herself, and she was in a really bad situation. We didn't know, they didn't know if she could, they could get her out. They thought she might die, but I was so struck by her bravery and uh, I'd really been wanting to quit drinking, but I just couldn't seem to figure it out. But I thought, by golly, is a is like a prayer for her. I'm not going to drink till they get her out of that well. So I went on to work that night, and I felt horrible. I felt like I wanted to throw up. I was sweating. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't like being on stage sober, but I was determined not to drink till she got out of the well. well. It took them about three days before they got her out of the well. And by then, I was out of the well, too. I just never had a drink again. Oh, man, that's like the most beautiful story. I mean, I, we've been very... Normally, I do this with my wife, 
Fiona, she normally does the interviews with me, but she's got the kids, so I had to do it myself. Um, and I'm not as good at You're them. doing fine. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> as good at them as she is, but um, we've been very um, lucky to speak to people like uh, Mike Kappas and Robert Cray and people who hold you in high regard as well, you know? Oh, thank you. Like, everybody I've spoken to always talks about, oh, Mr. Musclehite, Mr. Musclehite, you know? Uh, oh, just call me Charlie. <laughs> yeah, it's just lovely. Um, I also read a story about when you were starting out as a kid, you used to run moonshine. Yeah, I had a 1950 Lincoln that I bought for $99. <laughs> and it had a big trunk on it. And I knew these guys that were making moonshine, and I could drive out there where they were, and I'd give them the keys to my car, and they'd drive off. They'd come back, and my trunk would be loaded. <laughs> then I'd drive to where they wanted me to go to deliver it. Might be several places, but I'd give them the keys to my car. They'd take off. They'd come back. My trunk would be empty. <laughs> and uh, they'd give me 50 bucks for that. Oh, that's brilliant. How cool is Charlie Musclehead, by the way? Honestly. I'm going to, um, I'm going to like give you one of his, uh, one of his older tracks just now before we get into his new album. Um, I hope you enjoy this. Like, it's one of my favourite ones, actually. It's called Clarksdale Boogie. Absolutely fantastic song. And um, he's, you'll see what I mean. Like, he's, he's still got this um, natural um, ability to, to play, like, like harmonica. Like, it's almost like speaking. You know, he's just, he's just so talented. And the music is, like I said, it's simple music, but it's, like, incredibly difficult to feel, you know?
Awesome. Awesome. I, I love I love that song because it actually sounds like you're in the in the club with him when he's playing. I, I love that whole feel. Another guy I've actually got in today's playlist is a guy called uh, Junior Wells, who is famous for um, messing with the kid. It's been covered by just about everybody who's anybody in the blues scene. And um, if you're not sure who Junior Wells is, if you if you watch Blues Brothers 2000, um, he's the guy who's got the, the sharp as anything, mustard yellow suit, playing a harmonica at the start in the strip club. Um, and he's incredibly talented. I mean, that whole band, actually, I mean, everybody in that film, you know, was amazing. But... Um, so he's really famous for messing with the kids, but he he also had a, a an incredible tone. Like I find that the thing that makes all of these players so brilliant is that you can tell who's who just by listening to the harmonica. Which I mean, I've tried to play the harmonica. It's not easy. Like it's not easy. Everybody thinks it's just a case of sucking and blowing, but it's so difficult to get that kind of sound. So I've got some cool stuff. I've got some Junior Wells. I've got some Little Walter. I've got some Paul Butterfield, who is another cool guy, actually, because he used to play the harmonica upside down, and I only just learned that. Um, that that's quite a quite a crazy thing. Like, it was his son that told me that, actually. So um, I, I'm going to let you have some Junior Wells. Here we go.
cover I've ever heard of that song Neil I absolutely love Junior Mills I've got another wee I've got another wee treat for you as well but I want to let you hear the man himself talking about um, you know Charlie Musselwick talking about talking about some of the stuff he, uh, he he experienced I mean I thought this was amazing I couldn't even begin to imagine um, being able to like recall stuff like this so here's him talking about like his friends and stuff like that i remember seeing a picture of you sitting with um paul butterfield um and in chicago and i'm pretty sure i was there was a few folk in the photograph and then i realized that you you knew mike bloomfield and paul butterfield and and howlin wolf how does that feel to be able to say that you know well, they were really great times, and uh, Bloomfield and Butterfield were good friends of mine, and um, it was just great to go out. I mean, Chicago back then was just loaded with the blues. I mean, you could go see Little Walter or Sonny Boy Williamson or Muddy Waters. You know, it was often a challenge to figure out who did I want to go here tonight, you know, and they were all there. Or if they didn't live there, they passed through town like John Lee Hooker. He lived in Detroit, but he would play in Chicago regularly. Uh, we knew that those were great days, but as the time goes by, they just gets bigger and bigger. And I wish I could do it all over again. I wish I could remember it all. I wish I'd had an iPhone back then so I could have <laughs> videoed yeah. all the 
the great shows I saw, Earl Hooker, and I mean, just fabulous music. And Big Walter, Big Walter playing out in the alley, drinking wine with his friends, playing some of the killer harmonica you ever heard in your life. I mean, really, to be able to say that you've experienced all that must be an amazing feeling, eh? And because he's um, great, he was great friends with Paul Butterfield and Mike Bloomfield. Uh, I've actually, um, I've got a, a great wee uh, cover f- uh, that they did called Mystery Train. It's absolutely phenomenal. What a player, eh? What a player, honestly. Um, I love the sound he used to have. Uh, it, it was just, you know, these guys are just virtuoso. I mean, he actually trained. This is crazy. So Paul Butterfield originally trained as a as a flautist, you know, a, a classic um, flautist at uh, college, you know. And uh, when he developed an interest in the blues, he started to play the harmonica, but. Everybody around him said that, you know, like, he mastered it. He had this ability to master, like, he would just get so invested in it and just, like, smash it out of the park really, really quickly. So um, it's no really any surprise that he sounded so great. But it wasn't until, like I said earlier on, it wasn't until a lot later on I realised that um, he actually played it upside down, you know, which is crazy. 
But um, it didn't seem to make any difference, eh? Absolutely amazing. He used to play um, alongside um, Nick Gravenitis and Elvin Bishop. No, I mean, everybody knows Elvin Bishop, I think. And in fact, Elvin Bishop's done some pretty cool stuff in his time as well. Um, I remember watching George Thurgood play in uh, some massive arena. And uh, Elvin Bishop was his guest. Uh, it's just incredible. Like, uh, and then, again, Charlie Musselwhite um, plays with Elvin Bishop regularly. So it's quite a small, like considering the the massive um, amount of like credit they get in their career and the, the how widespread they are all over the world, it's still very a small close knit community. Which, to be fair, me and uh, Fiona are always talking about with the blues scene anyway. Um, it's one of the closest knit communities I have ever ever known. Like I mean, everybody wants to help each other up, and um, it's just, it's just fantastic. Um, there's a there's a few other guys as well, obviously, that from the whole Chicago blues scene, um, that that are incredible. Like James Cotton, he played in Muddy Waters Band, so um, I think uh, we'll we'll give you a taste of some of these other guys as well, um, just uh, very shortly. So um, I've got a uh, what else have I got here actually? Let me have a wee switch. Oh, I and um, I've got some Bobby Rush in that, so so um. I will get you some we'll get you some James Cotton on. Man, I moved to Chicago in the year of nineteen fifty one. Chicago in the year 1951. Yeah, you know, Muddy Waters told me, he said, son, you better get a girl. Yes, my first friend went down when I was 17 years of age. Don't 
Literally no surprise why Muddy Waters had him playing in his band. Eh? Unbelievable, like unbelievable. Um, one of these um, like legendary, legendary, legendary people, like you know. And um, he actually had the same birthday as uh, Willie Dixon, which is a like a small fact, you know. Anyway, rather than me waffling on rubbish, I want to. Um, give Fiona a shout out because recently, and she's had a lot going on, but um, we all this and everything else, and um, you know, well, loads of things actually, but uh, she's actually um, overcome a, a phobia of singing and uh, she's been working on her voice and she's sounding amazing so um, I can't I can't wait honestly until you hear her but um, if you go onto Facebook and check out Galtay She's got her own page, so it would it would be awesome if you could go and do that. You know that would mean a lot to me. And uh, the reason I'm doing this show myself because I I'm actually bricking it. I, I don't I don't feel like I've got the the right um, grip for um, for doing the radio myself. But um, if she can overcome something like that, then I can overcome the fear of me maybe not being good enough to do a radio show. So while you're going to check that out, I'm going to let you have some uh, little water.
amazing. I'm actually really proud of my playlist, to be honest. Um, I've just finished bragging about it to, to the wife, you know. I said, I'm going to be doing it myself in my chat's not the best, but I'll tell you what, I'm quite chuffed with myself with the, with the rest of it, like. And um, on that note, so we've got some people coming up. I actually picked I picked a couple of songs that are only strictly blues, um, but they're back. Like one of them is a a, a blues travellers tune, and um, John Popper, uh, you know, has got to be one of the best harmonica players like ever to live. You know, you know, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure even Charlie Musselwhite would agree with that. He's got an incredible technique, and he's got a great voice, and everything about him seems to be like like. Awesome musically, you know. Um, so we've got that coming up, and uh, what else? Oh, I and actually I put on a I've put on a a John Lee Hooker song, but it's an important one because it's it's from the album that kind of um, reinvented his career, which um, Mike Capus um, helped with and and featured people like um, uh, George Thurgood and Charlie Musselwhite and. Uh, Los Lobos, Bonnie Raitt, you know, it was a just a absolute plethora of talent, that whole album, so um, I can't wait to get that one as well, you know, listening to me waffling on, you know, so, but as you can tell, this, this, show's, uh, this show's really been based around, like, Charlie Musselwhite and his experiences, I didn't play the whole interview with him because I, d I don't want to spoil it all, you know, um, there's going to be another show coming up featuring him, and it's going to be one that Fiona's going to be um, can I do it? Because it's I can't even say because it will spoil it. It's just her field of work, you know. It's, that's all I can really say. So I'm I'm looking really, really, really forward to that one. Like so. Anyway, another thing as well is um, apart from that, Fiona's got loads of loads of other cool things up her sleeve. I think that include all these people, so, you know, I don't want to, kind of, you know, throw it away by, um, <laughs> by letting you know about it before we've got it organised, but, uh, I'm going to stick on, um, some Bobby Rush, because, again, it's a friend of, uh, Mr. Musselwhite's, and, um, yeah, I tell you what, he's another guy, he's just, he's just so lovely, so lovely, um, he was really, really nice to us, and, you know, it, like, You've no idea like how lucky we've been. So, and he's also an incredible um, harmonica player, you know. So, here we go. <laughs> Girl, I'm a bear with 
your hot pants on. Say Bobby Rush, he's so cool, he's so cool, he's so cool. Love the guy. So, um, in fact, check this out. Hi, my name is Bobby Rush. Listen to Go Thing and Gator, the best in town. If you move that dial, I will cut your fingers off. And I believe him. I'm not joking. I believe him. So I tried to use the same strategy as um, as the boss Galti to, uh, to do four back-to-back tracks at the top of the hour. But I realised that... Um, it means that you're going to get a lot more music and a lot less chat, which I suppose, considering it's me that's talking, um, that'll probably suit you. And I've been looking really forward to getting these songs on for you. I've got some uh, Charlie Musselwhite coming up from his new album. I've got some Memphis Hippie Sounds because, and it is heart-related, because Damien Pearson, a.k.a. Yellow P, is incredible. What a harmonica player. Honestly, so good. Some Blues Traveller. Uh, you're in for it. You're in for a good day. Uh, in for a good time, like so. Let's have it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Tell you what, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I loved all those songs. Like, I've actually still got loads to get through as well. I didn't realise how I well picked too many songs on this playlist. So, um, I'm just going to like get cracking on with them, like, um, because honestly, they're too good to miss. So here we go, some blues traveller.
I tell you, you're going to enjoy the next guy. I've still got a few of these um, harmonica players to get through. So the next boy you'll have heard, Sonny Boy Williamson II. Um, unbelievable, like really, really, really talented. And you could play it like in his mouth, like without using his hands. Awesome, awesome. So here's Sonny Boy Williamson II. Sonny Boy Williams in the second. Now, the funny thing about him is his real name was actually Alec Miller, Race Miller. Or, um, I, Race Miller was probably the most popular name for him. Um, but he started to call himself Sonny Boy Williamson, which was also <laughs> the name of an established um, Chicago blues singer and harp player, Sonny Boy Williamson. And uh, he was on King Biscuit radio, and um, Sonny Boy Williamson had heard him and he had to go down. 
and then take him off the radio because um, he was using the same name, um, which was causing a bit of confusion. So um, that's why he's referred to as Sonny Boy Williams in the second. It's, it's quite mad. Like he used to, um, he used to work with Harold Wolf and and all these guys. And in fact, Harold Wolf was a good harmonica player as well. To be fair, so um, I think it's it's quite a cool, yeah, cool story. Um, next up, I've got some uh, Slim Harpo. I love this guy, and we actually spoke to one of his friends, um, Little Freddie King from New Orleans. And uh, uh, Little Freddie King actually gave him a job um, back in the day, like. So um, here's a wee bit of Slim Harpo. Get your ears around this. <laughs> Actually, I've got a cracking weekend coming up. Um, I'm away back uh, down to the ranch with uh, Urgalte. There's a, a beer festival. Um, I mean, if you've never heard of this place, you should check it out. Really cool. And I'm playing on the bill with some great people like Jed Thomas and 
Oh, it's going to be it's going to be a good link. So it's down in, in down in Leeds. Eh? I feel like I'm actually getting somewhere with music for a change. So that's all it's all good. But uh, anyway, so we're talking about um, like all these amazing harmonica players and how uh, um, how important it is to this kind of music. And obviously, Charlie Musselwhite was uh, was a kind of a feature of it with the wee interview and whatnot. But um, in general, I think <laughs> he probably knows every one of these guys. Uh, the next the next couple of guys I've got up are a great duo called them, um, Sonny Terry and Brownie McGee, and they were like the most dynamic duo, like for um, acoustic guitar and harmonica, you know, in the late fifties and sixties. So um, here we go. Sun's gonna shine.
Sonny Terry and Brownie McGee. I tell you, it's, um, it's quite a mad story about um, Sonny Terry. His real name was um, Saunders Terrell. And uh, actually, funnily enough, he, he was his father was a farmer and obviously taught him how to play like basic harmonica like when he was young, but yeah, something happened to his eyes, I don't know actually if he had an accident or, but anyway, whatever um, illness or injury he sustained to his eyes, um, it it rendered him blind by the time he was 16, so he wasn't able to work, and he was forced to play music to make the living, so um, obviously the fact that his dad had um, started to teach him blues harmonica, came in off a, off a handy and they ended up again like becoming one of these guys who kind of um, made a new voice for the instrument and uh, he, he used to he was very famous for making like um, like the imitations of trains and fox fox hunts and you know haulers and stuff like that you know um, and when you see um, him and Brownie him and Brownie McGee together they had this uh, like brother-like energy. Um, I mean, Walter Brown, who who's Brownie McGee, um, was an incredible Piedmont player. Um, but he was, you know, he was better known when he met Sonny Terry. And I thought, like, you know, it just shows you that some people are just... Some things, even though the guy lost his eyesight and that, you know... It happened for for the benefit of both of them, and uh, some sometimes some stuff's just supposed to happen, I suppose. Eh? Um, but what a team they were like, yeah, absolutely amazing. Now I'm going to stick on another James Cotton song, right? Because I wanted to put this on earlier, um, because it's one of my favourites. So it's quite a selfish choice, like. But let's have this.
Well, I'll tell you what, I've got a lot of music to try and get through here. I just didn't, I did not realise uh, how many songs I've put in here extra, but they're all brilliant and I want to put them all on, so um, let's get fired into them. So, harmonica players, Howlin' Wolf, he was another amazing one. Um, obviously, you know Little Walter and Big Walter. Clarence Gatemouth Brown, actually, he was awesome. In fact, he played just about everything, I believe. He played... Um, he played fiddle and everything. He was brilliant. So let's let's get a wee bit of Gatemouth Brown on, and uh, we'll see what's left.
So Clarensgate with Brown wasn't only um, a great harmonica player, he actually played um, uh, guitar, violin, viola, mandolin, drums, piano, you know, but it just so happened he was brilliant at playing the harp as well. Unbelievable. I feel so lacking in talent now when I listen to these people. You know, it's unbelievable. Um, anyway, I've only got time for another couple of songs here, so um, I want to I want to let you hear um, "The Healer" by Johnny Hooker because uh, Charlie Musselwhite played on that album, and uh, and it, oh, it reinvented Johnny Hooker's career. I mean, he was like there was a time in his life where he was like poor but famous. You know, everybody knew him, everybody loved him, but he wasn't making much money from his music. So, um, alongside Mike Kappas and all his friends who admired his music, um, they made a, they made an album called Healer, and it was just fantastic. So, here's a title track from it.
true, I would say Dave Blues is a healer. Well, I tell you, this has been quite nerve-wracking for me to do this show myself. Um, I'm a musician, not a broadcaster, so... Um, but like I said, um, Fiona's turned so many corners um, and and broke down barriers for herself that the least I could do is try and do a radio show myself. So... I hope you've enjoyed it so far. I've got one more song to put on by um, the man himself, Charlie Musselwhite. Now, I'll be honest with you, that album is brilliant from start to finish, so it took me most of the show to pick the last song, um, but I picked In Your Darkest Hour. Um, and if you don't know him too well, then go and check him out, because honestly, he's he's still crushing life um, by playing the music he loves, and... Like, there's absolutely nothing um, less than inspiring about that, you know. Um, the fact that he's forgot more great memories than, than most of us have experienced in the first place is just incredible. So I'm going to leave you with some Charlie Musselwhite and um, I've been the Gator, you know. Hopefully me and Galtwee will be back at it together um, shortly. So I uh, hope you've enjoyed it. Check my page out, check our page out, check Galtwee's page out. And uh, let us know what you think. Hey, everybody. I ain't lying. I'm listening to Galky and the Gators playing the Down Home Blues. darkest hour Think of me, darling You're my desire In your lonely room In your darkest hour Honey, call on me Hmm. I took a dark road Till I found the sun Nobody loved me like Henrietta done In your lonely room In your darkest hour Honey, call on me Out of town, remember me, darling. When your blues come down in your lonely room, in your darkest hour, honey, call on me. Stand at your window, another lonesome dawn. Think of me, baby. 
Honey, please come home In your lonely room In your darkest hour Honey, call on me Call on me, baby 